0: day my procrastination will end. Today, unfortunately, is not that day. As you wish. Oh, my sweet Wesley, what have I done? I'm also just a girl, standing in front of a boy, asking him to love her. You're a lady. You're lots of lady. You're once, twice, twenty times a lady I like you very much. Huh. Apart from the smoking and the drinking and the vulgar mother and the verbal diarrhea. No, I like <clears throat> you very much. Just as you are. Welcome back to another episode of it in the Suburbs. It's a good thing this is a video because I'm doing weird shit with my hands right now. Today. We are talking about the classic cinematic experience that is Shrek 2. (laughs) I wasn't sure what to do this week, what video or what movie to watch rather. um, And I was scrolling through my fire stick and I was in the romance. I just searched romance and Shrek 2 popped up. And Trek 2 is unironically one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, it, it's a film. It is a stellar, stellar showing of both comedy, romance, action, adventure, drama, musicalness. That's a word. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. And part of this podcast is deciding is it a rom-com and even if at the end of the day I decide Trek 2 is not a rom-com it is close enough to a rom-com that there's a discussion to be had it, there is comedy aspects there's there's romance aspects so by the very basic definition it's a rom-com um, we'll get into it if it's actually a rom-com but um Shrek fucking Two. <sighs> um, I'm just gonna put a big ass spoilers warning on this. Um, if you were listening to this podcast and have not watched Trek Two, I, I I don't know what to tell you. This movie came out in 2004. It is culturally relevant. It's 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 life. It's a life changing movie. But let's just, let's get into it. So Shrek 2 came out in 2004, obviously the sequel to Shrek, the original. Um, I personally think Shrek 2 is better than Shrek 1, um, but that's because my favorite character, the fairy godmother, is not in the first Shrek. Um, I also think the second Shrek is funnier. Um, I think it's a lot more parody, which is good. Um, We'll get into some of my favorite jokes, but... Um, written, directed by Andrew Adamson, um, and also directed by Kelly As- As- Asbury, Asbury. Um, unfortunately not a woman, it is a male, I got really excited, I was like, oh my god, Shrek 2, directed by a woman, no, it's just a white guy, um, so two white guys, but whatever, based off books, didn't know that, might have to crack open a Shrek book, um, but 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, I will say this every single time. I do not understand how Rotten Tomatoes works. I don't want anyone to tell me how it works. Seventy-five percent on Metacritic. Don't know what that means. Um, and ninety-two percent of Google yogurt, Uger, Google users, ninety-two percent of Google users liked it. So it's a well-liked movie. Um, I feel like like seven point two on IMDb is high. Um, I think eighty-nine percent on. Um. Rotten Tomatoes is high. It has a higher rating than Hitch. Hitch was 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and What's Your Number was 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems low. slow. Get your shit together, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, obviously, we know it's a star-studded cast. We got Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, Julie fucking Andrews, Antonio Banderas, John Cleese, jennifer saunders uh cameos from larry king and joan rivers i knew Joan rivers was in it joan rivers plays like a um a red carpet reporter at the end of the movie when it's the um like the wedding ball situation but larry king is the voice of the ugly stepsister at the bar i didn't know that but once you know that you're like oh shit it, yeah obviously but um you learn something new about Shrek two every single day It's an absolutely fucking stacked cast. Like, that's. Those are just top fucking notch names. I do think Cameron Diaz is not the best voice actor. Sorry. But the rest of these people, fucking phenomenal. I think what makes this movie great and what makes it so much better compared to the first movie is the parody factor um the far far away land is basically just a parody of all fairy tales but on top of that they parody just like normal things um and I think the jokes there's a lot of adult jokes in it there's adult jokes in the first movie but I think some of the adult jokes in Shrek 2 kind of hit more um, maybe that's just because I watch Shrek two more often than the first Shrek, but I love the jokes in Shrek two. Um, one of my favorite jokes is right after they take the potion, um, the Fair Happily Ever After potion, and Donkey asks if he looks any different, and Puss says, "You still look an ass to me." That was my attempt at a Spanish accent. Ooh, that was terrible. It, all my accents go British, but. I think one of I wrote a blog about this, if you saw my blog yesterday. Uh one of the most slept on underrated jokes in this movie is the white Bronco joke. Um so after they take the potion, after they're being um kind of like chased and Shrek and Donkey or being hunted and chased down, the police dispatcher on the fake cop show. So it's called Knights instead of cops um the police dispatcher from the helicopter says we've got a white bronco going east into the forest and i think it's such a quick line that people don't necessarily pick up on it but it is so fucking funny cuz the white i mean oj's white bronco chase was fucking iconic like that's just a thing that people know like people from that were alive for that and were old enough for that can be like I know where I was when that happened. I could tell you what I'm wearing. It was that kind of iconic moment. Um my white Bronco chase was Shrek and donkey. So no murder involved in mine. Um (laughs) OJ, oh OJ. The fact that our well I guess by the time you're listening to this there won't there'll be a new president thank the fucking lord by the time you're listening to this podcast we just need to take a sidebar by the time you're listening to this podcast donald trump will not be our president anymore just let that lean, leave that to sink in thank the lord we're gonna be done we're gonna be done anyways back to shrek um i don't really have any issues with this movie the exception of as i was watching it today i kind of made the connection that prince charming pretending to be shrek is like a little rapey it's a little weird like it's the deception of it is kind of like e like eh. Like, e-. like we don't like that i mean prince Charming's kind of e-, anyways um but the implications of him pretending to be shrek are um are tough also Full offense to Fiona, Prince Charming is a terrible Shrek. Like, not one thing he said was convincing that he was actually Shrek. Like, that was very obviously someone pretending to be Shrek. And also, wouldn't Fiona know what Prince Charming looked like? I mean, maybe not, like, current day. But realistically, she would have known him from childhood. Because the whole Mrs. Fiona Charming, Mrs. Fiona Charming, Mrs. Fiona Charming. Um... And, I mean, he couldn't have changed that much. Like, he would have been a blonde kid who grew up. And I don't really know how she didn't make that connection. Like, that's weird to me. Fiona, you dumbass. Well, Fiona. A plus-size queen. I think what we to talk about the most is very fucking godmother oh my god one of the best movie villains maybe ever she's incredible i love her so much she has two fucking songs the fairy godmother song is is good um i am gonna rate all of the musical numbers in this in this movie so we'll get back to that but um (laughs) i need a hero the greatest musical number of all fucking time (gasps) oh my god the whole sequence of i need a hero like the whole like basically like five minutes of like right before i need a hero and then like the ending of i need a hero um is fucking incredible first of all that castle for some reason had better security against a giant gingerbread man than the united states Capitol did against a bunch of citizens but I don't know. I'm not going to dive into that right now. <laughs> um and then obviously like the song itself is iconic. Like that's a bitchin' song. She her rendition of it is incredible. The red sparkly sequin dress. There's a reason I was her for Halloween. Um and even after the fact there's some stellar lines I just crack up every single time. The pigs, the Pig's just going, Pick in a Blanket Funny as fuck. Uh Pinocchio, I'm a real boy. <laughs> like, it's just a words cannot describe how much I love this movie. Like it it is so funny to me. I could watch it probably every day of my entire life. For that I could watch that scene alone every day for my entire life. It's just it's so good. It's so good. Um, part of, part of what I think makes a rom-com great is a musical number, some sort of musical performance, and, well, Shrek, Shrek has three, on top of an amazing soundtrack. So Shrek has a fucking killer, killer, killer soundtrack, and then also has three musical numbers so we start we open we don't start we 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 have the fairy godmother song which is okay it's good it's forgettable I think in a movie so stacked with songs it's hard to put an original song in there and have it be good enough to um be remembered against all of these other songs uh so it's okay it's It's a good part of the movie. Um, It's a good, great introduction into who Fair Godmother is, like, as a character. So, I love it. I don't love it. That's a lie. I like it. I I give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, Then we go on to I Need a Hero, which (laughs) we even have to ask. It's a 10 out of 10. It is so wonderfully, like, crafted film-wise. Can you call a cartoon a film? I don't know, um, but like the whole montage of it is fantastic, as I said before. Um, Jennifer Saunders fucking kills it. Obviously, uh, it's it's a banger. It's a certified fucking banger. It's it's no less than a ten out of ten. It's perfect. I would literally change nothing about it. It is perfect. And then <laughs> and the last song, "Living La Vida Loca." fucking Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas. It's so good. It's also a 10 out of 10, honestly. It's, first of all, that song's a banger. Like, the song itself is wicked good, and then them singing it is hysterical. In the context of the movie, it's funny, because it's like, why the fuck is that happening? It makes no sense, but it's in-fucking-credible. And then, for all my millennials out there who owned the shrek 2 dvd you had far far away idol with simon fucking cowell and shrek and fiona as the judges and then all of the little characters doing their songs we had the wolf from um little red riding hood sings i think pinocchio yeah pinocchio sings mr Robato uh, donkey sings puss sings these boots are made for walking um i think the three blind mice sing. that i can see clearly now the rain is gone i can see obstacles in my way. i'm pretty sure they sing that um for away i fucking sell it you got to vote on who won it it, it just this movie was and continues to be an experience experience it is so so good so so good um the second the second criteria for uh if it's a good rom-com or not is does it make you want to fall in love at the end and to be quite honest I think it depends on my mood um I I do want to fall in love at the end of Shrek or Shrek 2 uh obviously we're talking about Shrek 2 here but like the end of Shrek 1 is still really adorable Um, Shrek 2, I think the ending, especially we're going to get a little deep right now but for a plus size gal like myself the whole message is like Fiona wants to be with someone who loves her for who she is and who she is is an ogre she doesn't want to be with Shrek even if it means she gets to be back to normal but because Shrek loved her regardless, Shrek loved her as her ogre beautiful self. And it's... It makes me happy. It's a cute little message. And same with, like, the king and queen. I mean, Julie Andrews, the queen, basically was just like, I love you for all of your flaws, even though you're a shitty person to our daughter. And a frog. So... I would simply like someone to love me for all of my flaws even if said flaws were me being a literal frog it, he's a frog <laughs> like an ogre at least is like human like a frog is I don't I don't really understand how that works moving forward but uh, I guess I guess we don't have to find out um, so I guess, yeah, honestly, kind of does make me want to fall in love. Makes me just want to meet a nice boy who loves me for who I am. And we can just be ourselves. even if ourselves is kind of gross, kind of raunchy, funny, kind of crass. All that shit makes, it makes sense. I mean, is, is that not what everyone wants? You just want to be yourself. Um, and then I haven't talked about this before. I talked about it a little bit in Hitch, but I think a huge, huge, huge mark of a rom-com is the crisis of the movie being a miscommunication that could easily be explained in one conversation. All it takes is maybe five or ten minutes and the whole movie would have been solved. It would have been totally fine. It's just people don't talk to each other, and that's what causes the issue. That's what causes, usually, the issue is always a breakup. And I think Shrek, obviously, the main issue is the fairy godmother trying to get Shrek away from Fiona. Um, But obviously, we learn that Fiona is going to side with Shrek before shrek turns into a human before she knows any of this is happening she says to her parents this was a bad idea i'm taking shrek we're going back home um because she loves him so realistically she deep down we knew that was the end results um it's just the fairy godmother and prince charming kind of got in the way of all that so while it's not really a miscommunication that could have been solved in um one conversation it is something that it, it kind of very easily could have been solved if Shrek and Fiona talked it out a little bit more um so to that I say ladies and gentlemen Shrek 2 is a fucking rom-com it's funny there's romance there's a musical number it makes you want to fall in love And there's a miscommunication that could be solved in about one fucking second. So, it may be a children's movie. It may be about non-humans. It may even be a fucking cartoon. But Shrek 2 is a fucking romantic comedy. I think it's up there with What's your number in terms of funny? It, it's very funny. I do think it's it lanes comedy more than romance, especially the second one, um, because they are already together. Um, I think most of romantic comedies are people getting together for the first time. They are already together in Shrek 2. Um, so Shrek 1 is probably more of a romantic comedy. Um, Shrek 1's a little bit of a haters to lovers trope. Um, but Shrek 2, it's a fucking romantic comedy. And I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10 because I do think it is more comedy than romance, but I am going to give it like, I think I'm going to give it like an 87 8.7, my final ranking. Um 8.7, 8. I think, which is to remind you, if you haven't listened to the Hitch podcast, Hitch was an 8.5. There's no musical number, and it doesn't really make me want to fall in love at the end. Um, but it is funny, and it is a romance. Um, what's your number? Certified 10. No matter which way you dice it. It's funny, it's a romance, makes you want to fall in love every single time. There's a miscommunication that could have been solved in one second track two 8.7 um again the it's not really a romance in the sense that it's a first time couple um they've been together at this point um they've been married at this point um so that is a little bit different but it's great it's it's a 10 out of 10 movie i mean it's a 10 out of 10 movie Eight out of 7, 8.7 rom-com Um, that's the difference here. Um, don't get it twisted, ladies and gents. Shrek 2 is a 10 out of 10 movie. It's just an 8.7 rom-com. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I told you we're gonna do some cool shit over here, and Shrek 2 is cool shit, so. (laughs) Um, next week, I'm not sure what movie I'm gonna watch, but it's gonna be something good. Hopefully I will not procrastinate and not decide to both watch the movie edit and record the podcast on the Tuesday before my episode goes out but will we learn probably not um however I do have the next seven movies after that picked um so February is going to be Black History Month Um, So the episode on February 3rd will be a movie called Napoli Ever After. It's a Netflix original. Um, I have seen it before. I remember liking it. I watched it when it first came out, which was, I want to say, 2018. Um, It's really good um, from what I remember. It's about a Black woman's hair journey as well as her, like, love journey. Um, So from what I remember, it was more focused on her as a person than romance. But I guess... That'll be up to decide if it's a rom-com. Um, after that we're gonna watch Love and Basketball, which I have never seen, I don't think. Um, I don't think it's it's more drama romance, but it's a classic. Um and again, part of this is deciding is it a rom com? So we'll see. Um, then we're gonna do last holiday starring Queen Latifah, so we get a plus size romance and a black romance. We're excited for it. And then the last to end Um, to end Black History Month we're gonna watch a movie called Sylvie's Love which I don't think is a rom-com at all I think it's a drama Um, but it is starring Tessa Thompson who I love and it's on Amazon Prime and it just came out and it looks really fucking good so we're gonna watch it because we support black fucking movies and then March (laughs) I'm so excited for March March is to all the boys I've loved before month. So we're gonna watch all three movies. We're gonna talk about all three. Um, the third one comes out on February twelfth. Um, so it's it'll give you some time to kind of get in there and watch it before I talk about it. I rate it. I read the books, um, so I will attempt to remind myself of what happens in the books and compare them to the movies. Um, I love the first to all the boys movie. I did not love the second movie um so i'm intrigued by what will happen in the third um the soundtracks though fucking slap the soundtracks are amazing um so stay tuned for that obviously follow me on instagram biracial booty follow me on twitter biracial underscore booty tiktok sarah underscore thompson 25 um, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so that you can make sure that you get all of the episodes when I first post them. Um, they get posted every Wednesday, and you can check out my blog biracialbooty.com. We're posting a new blog every single day, so if you want to stay up to date on my life, on random pop culture shit, on just internet gossip, make sure you you go over there. So, last but not least, you gotta you gotta review the podcast, you gotta leave a rating, perhaps a five-star rating, maybe, and then a cute little review of how great I'm doing, Um, maybe, mayhaps, if it so pleases you, if you do that, then maybe more people will listen to this, and then it can be bigger and better, and we could get like guests of High caliber. Not that my friends aren't high caliber. I'm planning on having lots of my friends on here, but maybe we could get like a C-list celebrity. I don't know. You never know. You never know what could happen. Who knows? Uh, In the meantime, enjoy your day. Enjoy this new president that we're getting. Um, But also still remember that Black Lives Matter and all of that good stuff and that you still need to keep fighting for the rights of people because all Republicans and Democrats are the same at the end of the day. No one really cares about us except for us. So we gotta fight for us. Fight for your right to party, but also be a human being. That took a weird turn. Um I think you all know what the intro- the outro I think you all know what the outro is gonna be. <laughs> Do you guys know me at all? C minor. Put it in C minor. Hit it! Where have all the good men gone? And where are all the gods? Where's the streetwise Hercules to fight the rising laws? Isn't there... Steve late at night. I toss and I turn and-